this week on Nintendo Main, we have the Nintendo Switch, and it's really great. This <laughs> isn't happening. Ah. Episode 44. We are hosts, Trey the Terror Johnson and Jeremy Jack-O-Lantern Mikowski. Yo, what up? It's Jeremy Jack-O-Lantern Mikowski. Yeah. <laughs> it's our Halloween episode with our... Happy Halloween. It's Halloween week, so we're going to talk about some some scary games. But first, let's do the news. Yeah. Or whatever The news, news isn't as spooky as what's going on around you right now. Oh, what? The election? It's probably Halloween. <laughs> That's spooky. When people are listening to this. If they listen to it on Monday, they should. There's a Halloween mix out there, too. If anybody's heard it, should listen to yeah, it. Yeah, check out the Halloween mix. The, the video game music Halloween stuff. I hear. Speaking of Halloween, Halloween week, uh, let's buy two, get one free at Target. Did you know that? I did not know that. Is that uh, any Nintendo games? Yeah, it is. And it's also Amiibo. Amiibo are involved as well. So buy two, get one free Amiibo. So if you want any more of those, you can do that. Might be want, a time to pick up some selects. If you want some Waddle D and DDD. You can get those. So, like, the only two I could think of. I guess, like, the Squid Sisters, if you want to get that one. I read that the Amiibo is included in the thing. Probably get some 3DS games, maybe. Yeah, I think I might get a Major or not Majora's Mask, uh, if they've got the physical copy of Ocarina. Oh, yeah. That was re-released as a select, right? Yeah, so I might just try to pick up three selects for 40, right? So. You, could buy, you could buy, like, all three of the Fire Emblem games and get one free. <laughs> Of all of all of those, uh, Birthright, Conquest, and Revelation, you could just buy them all for the price too, which I think you could have done as a bonus pack. But I don't know if anybody has that. I'd forgot. I'd, I'd like completely forgotten about that game. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get it. I was thinking about. I don't know. I was thinking about maybe getting like Monster Hunter Generations and maybe like Paper Jam and something else. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of want to try Paper Jam out now that I. Uh, we'll see what. See what yeah, now that you played, now that you now that you played the worst, play play the less worst, you know. Well, yeah. So I don't know if people knew this, but I'd fucking beat a uh, color splash. Oh yeah, no, people didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Beat it. Well, yeah. I sent you a screen cap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew, but they they don't know. They didn't know. They didn't get yeah. the screen cap. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I didn't complete it. You know. Yeah. But I'm not that kind of gamer, really. With most games. Oh, the hundred. Something has to really yeah. like. Yeah, something has to really like sink its claws into me. You didn't go back and I, paint. You didn't go back and paint every white spot in the game to make sure it was it was done. That stupid fucking blue shy guy that shows up makes you have to repaint your levels. I hate that guy. Oh, I haven't even seen him yet. Oh shit! Well, that's gonna happen. <laughs> so no matter how well you do in a level, you might uh, end up in a, a oh, jam. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. That's just more annoyance adding adding he, to that game. Well, and he can get to. You have to like chase him on the world map, but like as you beat levels, the uh, you know more paths are open, so you can cut across the map. But he can like just walk across it, so he'll uh, he'll just show up randomly. You might even just like be exiting a level and going back into it, so you can use it as a save. And he'll appear, and then you have to race him to a spot. He'll like start sucking the color away from it, and there's like a little meter sort of thing that appears. And if you can't get to him in time, he sucks him out of the level. Dude. Oh, I think I might have saw something to that, and I got to him in time, but I didn't know he was sucking the the color out of the level. I think possibly, maybe he might leave some, but I think I'll be sure he takes most of it, and it's. It's so annoying that I don't even fucking care, and I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the point of 
coloring all of it is just to just to be like, oh, I colored all of that. I don't think it actually does anything for you. And I will say the way I beat the final boss was so cheap. It's cheap how it works. <laughs> well, all of them I, are cheap. It, it was you just, easy. You just use a, You just have the win button. The win button cards, where it's like I play this card, and now he can't hit me, and now I now he lost all his life. Well, yeah. it's not that easy. Pretty much, you just buy like you don't like. I didn't even have to worry about paint in the final battle. I just didn't even fucking worry about. I didn't use any. Yeah. I just bought all the highest damage usable items, and I just filled my inventory with them and just kept using the same item over and over again. And, uh, you know. Sure. There is a part of it. Like, there is there is a part in the final battle that I'm sure will piss you off if you ever get to it. There's a lot of stuff in there that pisses you off already. Yeah, I'm sure. I played it's a... It's uh, like it's like Cacoleta. There's a timing based sort of thing. Oh, it's not okay. that bad, but yeah, there's a timing based part, and you can't beat the end boss if you don't successfully like do the timing stuff. Oh, that Dreams. sucks. It's probably not as hard as uh, Mario and Luigi, though. Spoiler alert! Right? No, yeah, it's not spoiler bad. alert! It's not as hard as Cacoleta. We talk. We talk spoilers all the time, though. Did you mention the Nintendo Switch presentation? Did we talk about like the main news thing on January twelfth? We talked about any news yet? Oh no, we haven't. We didn't mention the uh, Switch presentation. Oh okay, yeah. There's buy. I said buy two and get buy two get one free. Um, but yeah, major news thing was that they there's going to be a presentation. Now is is that actually an event or is that just a video? Because I've seen both. I've well, seen people it's saying alive. that it's an actual that's an actual event somewhere in Japan that they're showing. It's kind of like a Space World, is what yeah. I heard from one source. Right, and it should just be called Space World, according to some people. But uh, but it is an event, right? It's it's, it's, it's a live just, it's presentation. Yeah, right. It's a live presentation. It's a live presentation. I said that like twice. Uh, I think is, it's is, too, it, is it live? It's a live presentation. Which which makes me think it's an event because you have to have the event to make the live presentation. Right? Sure. Doesn't yeah. it take an event to produce a live presentation? <laughs> think about it. I guess so. That's how, that's how I've decided it's an event. Yeah. I don't so, think there's be people hanging out in a room just talking. Maybe, but might as well let the press get. I mean, you got to yeah. two months prior to the release. Of yeah, and they will answer all of our questions, hopefully, about Karen and why her friends don't yeah, like her anymore. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so, yeah, Karen, she... Karen became like a thing <laughs> after after that video about it's like oh, it's annoying, annoying Karen always bringing her Nintendo system and making us play it. As soon as I saw <laughs> someone call her Karen, though, I knew like. Is that not her name? I thought maybe there was something yeah, in her house that it said was a... Karen. Or that maybe they said Karen when they asked her to come over. No, it was the, uh, if I was following it right, like when the, uh, right after the Switch got announced, there's a sub subreddit made for it. And it was all the people from the uh, NX subreddit. Yeah. Switched, switched over to that one, no pun intended. Yeah. And uh, and it was something that was posted pretty early on. Like, damn it, Karen. Or like, damn it, Karen brought her stupid Nintendo thing again to the party. <laughs> yeah. It was like the meme that showed up. Maybe someone was calling her. That was yeah. within an hour or two. Yeah, I thought maybe there was something in there that maybe they said, like, hey, Karen, come over here, and then she brings her thing, and maybe that was what her name was. I don't know. I only watched the I mean, I mean, only watched the thing, like, a couple times. But I've I watched liked, it, like, 15 times now. Probably. Yeah. There were some things we were wrong about last week. We, uh, I said that there was, I said that I thought there were cameras on there, but they're not. They're buttons, actually. There's a home button and another button, a mystery button that's probably a share button. Share button sounds yeah, and I was like, but we were, uh, but we were, we were right about some, other, about, about some other things that other podcasts were wrong about, but I don't remember what exactly they were that we talked about. Oh right, I know I was wrong about the mini D pad. Like you called me out on that, but uh, oh yeah, because it's a it's a plus button. 
Yeah. Well, a lot of the people I heard talk podcasts and stuff, you were saying, like a lot of people said the same thing. They're like, I thought it was a tiny D-pad, and then I realized it was. Yeah. I didn't feel so dumb after that. Yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't listen. I didn't really listen to anybody's reaction of it before we did our podcast. So there was an. If anybody, uh, if anybody says we ripped them off, then I believe it was G- Game Splain that did an interview with one of the actors in the promotional video. Oh, nice. He's some famous. Uh, he's a famous. Twitcher supposedly. I don't know if he's that famous. Yeah. He's a he's a known Twitcher. He's a, he's a he's a self-proclaimed famous Twitcher, which is like pretty much all of them. I think all the Twitchers say they're but, famous in some way. But he says he he did a whole interview and it was good. You should look that up. Just whoever's listening to this, maybe we'll decide it. Maybe we'll I'm pretty sure it was the game explain or whatever. Yeah, I, I watched I watched the game explain about the Mario game that's on there, and there were some Pretty stuff sure. that I missed, I guess, like about the the couple seconds of that of that Mario game that's on there, showing that there's a place called like was it Crazy Hat? There's like a store to the side that's called Crazy Hat that implies yeah. that maybe Mario has some weird hats that he wears in this, which you, you know you could easily guess that and say that you're right or whatever. But that's a cool idea. But anyway. I, I encourage looking up that interview. It's funny because like uh, he he starts talking about like well he pretty much says that he knows more stuff because he act, those are actual consoles they were using. They weren't just dummy models. Oh sure, that's what he said. And then oh, yeah. but they but they aren't. I thought that was Nintendo said that they that yeah that they were dumb that they were dummy models. They weren't actually there was no there's nothing on them. Like they were not playing any of the games. And, like none of that is actual footage. They just stuck that on there. Like they well, I know that the, green, they I green know the screens it. were simulated. No, the what what I read what I read was that yeah that they were basically holding systems with nothing on them, at all, and then they added that post. Like none of that is actual footage from the system. It's what I read, like from that, from somebody who worked on it. They said that there was nothing shown. They just kind of they just wanted to show you the way the system worked, but that's not actual footage from the system. Well, you should just listen to it anyway. I mean, he at least maybe he was. Saying it was more that the it was shaped the way it's. I don't know. Just listen no, to I, it, but, no. I mean, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's the way. It ta- looks. He, but what, one what thing I, funny that he says is like he talks about like drawing on the board. He's the. It's kind of like got reddish brown hair. He's the guy that's drawing on the board when they're going into play Splatoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember any. That's any, the actor. But, yeah. That's the actor in the interview. Oh, okay. It's, when they go, when they go to that, like, out. if you want to know more about what's going on. Sure, when they go to the esports thing. But I did read a specific interview, like from Nintendo themselves, that said that that the footage on there is not not to think that that's what it looks like. Well, well, I they, never. It's basically did. what they said because they said that, because that not a, nothing was actually playing through the system. They were dummy units, and they added it in post. They added it on top of it, the video. Well, I believe that from the beginning, anyway, because you're yeah. not going to get a camera shot of yeah. You know, well, like, obviously trying to make it a pretty professional looking thing and filming yeah. a screen but there's like you know there's like frame rate dips and everything's like not really fully fully smooth and all that and none of that's they said not to worry about that because none of that's actually what it is because they they basically wanted to explain what it was not like actually show you you know they just kind of threw a sizzle reel together pretty much so what we were talking about before is what we were right about you know like how you're saying that maybe the mario's Stuff is kind of like the Zelda stuff that we saw before, the stuff that never came to fruition. But it's just like, hey, here's Link fighting a giant spider, yeah. you know, which we never, which never actually became anything, like that type of thing, which is what we were saying. And what I'm saying is, we were correct on that, you know. But we were also Maybe. about the because uh, Skyrim is not confirmed for the console. Yeah, but it showed them on a list of people, 
that they're working right. with them. I mean, what else would but, they be doing? But Bethesda actually made a statement that said, just because you saw it in the demo reel doesn't confirm we're releasing it. So. Oh, I thought, yeah, I thought they did. Maybe it wasn't. I, I know that, they, like, 2K17 said They've confirmed that. their support, but not their actual... Oh, sure. That game. I'm sure that they will, though. You know, it's, it's right. it looks so close that I don't know why it wouldn't be, but I don't know. Who and knows? We, uh, Who knows what everyone has going on with their dev units and all that. I don't know how long they've been... Sure. They've had, maybe they haven't decided that it's worth it to adapt it. Maybe they don't know for sure there's going to be the install base to justify porting it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be it would be a big seller for the system, though, if they were... I think supposedly would want like, to play that portable. Yeah, supposedly Nintendo stocks dropped a little bit after, which was surprising. yeah, yeah. I saw that it went down like two percent or something. I think for that you have to wait until the thing actually comes out and it's actually selling for the stocks to go up. Is what I think. Like because you know when the stocks went up over Pokemon Go, like nobody, all gave, nobody gave a shit out of a shit about it when Pokemon Go was announced as a thing. But when it came out and everybody got it, then their stock went up. You know, so if you're thinking about investing in nintendo do it now is what i say like like how i wished i would have invested in nintendo like at the end of the gamecube time you know when they were when they were cheaper so i would have made some money during the wii time when they made a shit little money so if you have extra money invest now is what i say so you can get some of that switch money if, if they if it ends up selling well and i also read i also read somewhere that they're releasing less of them did you see that they said they're going to release less than they did of the wii u like, oh, like right. out they're front, gonna they're going to man- manufacture less. Yeah, I think that's just to like ease the worries of the investors, right? So they don't have to worry about sitting on extra stock. Yeah, yeah, they're planning on making less out of the gate than they did for the week. But if it does well, if if they do pre-order, which I imagine they'll do pre-orders, if the, if the pre-orders take away all the stock, I'm sure they'll start manufacturing shit. I hope so. I mean, you know, all of them, you know, Nintendo products being unavailable. That's something that you see it's true that happens that all the time year, so it's not really it's not really it to be un- to it's not really wii. unexpected it was pretty hard to get hold of a wii for a good oh, maybe not a year but probably nearly yeah i mean i stood in line i stood in the line like after it released for for the one that i got so there were lines but, you know even yeah. way past it was already all released i stood at a i know i had a friend that worked at a best buy and i overheard that a couple of them were getting there so i just drove by and there were like a couple people in front of it and i'm like oh shit i'm just gonna wait out here with these guys so i did and i ended I, up getting one i am kind of excited because this is going to be my first like day one buy of a nintendo since cube which i don't think we got day one but we got yeah, we did. Well, we didn't get day one. I feel like we got it within a month of whenever it released, probably. Yeah. Maybe, or was it a couple months? I don't know. We because by the time we got it, Smash Brothers was already out, and I don't know how far Smash Brothers. I think was we were within release. a month. Of I'll say that cause it was we should released. do a we should do a GameCube episode where we talk about the what the launch titles were for GameCube. And launch window stuff, and we would find out then. All right, let's see. like we did for our sixty-four episode. But um, I, I saw so I saw an interesting piece of news. Like that when I was looking looking around the interwebs earlier, I saw somebody saying that there's a new Monster Hunter. There's like a because there's Monster Hunter Cross in Japan, and there's a Monster Hunter Double Cross coming out in March for Japan. And pe- and you know people are like, would that be with that could be a Switch game too? Because that's I mean that would be great. Mm. If you could, do you I think mean, there's going to be an interface between the Switch and the 3DS? I don't know. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, if it's obviously that would be a that would be like the, where the natural place that Monster Hunter would go now would be to the Switch, right? I would think. Are there play- any games that connect the Wii U to the uh, 3DS? I mean, Monster Hunter, you can. Like the Monster Hunter Three, you can. 
Okay. And, oh, and, and like, can't you use uh, and your Smash 3DS Brothers controller in Smash Brothers? Yeah, you can use you can use your 3DS as, as a controller in Smash Brothers, which I wish they would have done that more, especially for the new 3DS because it had like the same it had the right amount of buttons and all that. You could have it yeah. as a controller. I don't know. But yeah, as far as I know, that's it. There's probably there might be more. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more where that you can use it with. But I know. I know. Like if you have, like if you, like if somebody has a, if you have like a copy of like Monster Hunter Three Ultimate on the Wii and the 3DS, you can play together with those. Like you can do a multiplayer thing across both systems, which is pretty cool. Oh, okay. So you can do like you can do like a pretty much like a local multiplayer where you're playing on different screens like through that. But I think you both you have to have both games. You have to have a 3DS game and the and the Wii U game. And it also has a transferring thing too, where you can switch your such a dumb name but that's what they call it now where you can switch like your you know take your save from one system to another you can take your save from the wii to the 3ds for that game also switch what's it called transferring (laughs) have you heard that that's what they called it that's what they called it for metal gear like when you could switch your games from like ps3 to to vita called transferring and i've heard people saying it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and people even say it like saw it said it for like switch you know like transferring because that's what they called it in the playstation world i guess it took on i was hoping it did not actually take on as as a name but I've heard it on other videos and podcasts, so people are using that that dumb term. It was like a Hideo Kojima thing that he came up with. It's like transferring, yeah, you know. But <laughs> why does it have to be called transferring? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But that's an interesting tidbit. Like uh, the new a uh, new Monster Hunter. You're like, hey, you know, maybe maybe it'll show some sort of switch thing too, or maybe they'll. I don't know. It's just weird that it's coming out in March of 2017, probably around the same time as the switch so there might be a switch version who knows there was a weird virtual console release this week they released yeah. a we a WiiWare game as virtual console i thought that was weird that's interesting is that what it was okay yeah that's a WiiWare game which i think is actually cheaper if you buy it on wii i don't remember it being 20 bucks like out of the gate i thought it was cheaper than that is it i'm wondering is it just at that price because that was the set price for for wii virtual console stuff because i that's, remember that game i think that game was only like 15 bucks maybe when it came out maybe less yeah it's lost in shadow lost Lost in shadow i have that game i have it for the wii and i and i thought i paid less than 20 for it doesn't seem like a game i'd pay 20 dollars for but i get no discount of it it's weird because like i said it's weird it's a digital game it was only available digitally but there's no carryover obviously it doesn't recognize that i already had it on the wii so it gives me no discount. But I don't think it well, was twenty dollars okay. when it came out. So I think so. It was made for the Wii. So it requires the Wii Virtual or the Wii emulator or whatever that's built into yeah. the Wii. But it's to not, make it run. Yeah. But it was right? never on a it was never on a disc. It's a WiiWare game. Like it's a digital game. Like you couldn't buy a physical copy of it. So it was on the it was on the internet. But I don't think it would cost as much as twenty, but I don't know when it was released. Seems like it had somewhat lukewarm reception. I just didn't expect that. It just caught me off guard. It's like, are they going to release like the Magic Obelisk and like I don't know some of the other ones <laughs> that they had Lost, on there? Lost Winds, right? Wasn't that one? Lost Winds, yeah. Lost Winds There's one and two. two. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. No, they're fun. I mean, they. I mean, Magic Obelisk was was a fun game too. It's just I just didn't expect those to come over. Maybe they'll re-release those. They should re-release those Homestar Runner games if they're going to do that. Those games were fun. The like point and click, the Telltale games. I don't know if you played mm-hmm. those for Wii, but they were they were really cool. There were like five of them. I played a demo, but I never actually played. I bought I bought and played through all of them, and I thought they were a blast. Like the four, like the last two ones were the best ones. Like the the video game one and and it looks like Lost in Shadow was a. Maybe it didn't always have a physical release, but you could buy a physical release of it for a week. I bought my version of Lost in Shadow on the internet. 
I didn't know there was another version of it. Through WiiWare, so it's just on your actual Wii console. You don't have yeah. it. But yeah, it's digital. Most likely, then, it was released later as a physical release, kind of like Minecraft and stuff. Yeah, they do that. Consoles. Yeah, I thought for a half a second about maybe getting Minecraft, too, in that buy two, get one free bundle. We'll do, uh, if you get Minecraft, we'll do, uh, definitely do some Minecraft. Yeah, I'll get I, it. I thought about that. I was like, well, you know. I've like, had uh, no reason to buy it, but if you buy it, then yeah. Because I thought about it. I was just, I just was in Target earlier today and I was just looking through their games, like, just get, just like, you know, thinking about stuff I might get for the buy two, get one free. And I saw like, I saw like Paper Jam and I saw like Monster Hunter Generations and like, and like, okay, watch two and like stuff like that. And I saw, and I saw Minecraft and I was like, oh, maybe I'll get that too. You know, because it's only like 30 bucks. I could get like two DS games and that for free for, for only like 60 bucks. We'll see what I end up, what I end up doing, whatever I find. I'll go there this week sometime. It's like October through like November seventh, I think, or November sixth, something like that. It's that week. Is that the week coming up? The good old bike okay, going free. Uh, Halloween week. Yeah, Halloween week. Starting with, starting with Halloween because Halloween's on Monday. So. <laughs> and did you purchase anything this week? Have you made any game buys? Nope. Oh, I bought a ton of stuff because I got a big check that I was expecting, so I kind of splurged a little bit and bought some stuff. I uh, I delved into. Uh, Went a little crazy with the, well, I guess not a little crazy. I got a Capcom 3-hit combo on the Virtual Console Super Nintendo new 3DS stuff. I bought Breath of Fire, Street Fighter Alpha 2, and, uh, what was the third one? Oh, Final Fight 3. I bought those three games. Oh, it was, uh, Breath of Fire Capcom? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Breath of Fire is cool. I mean, I like that game. So I've, I've been playing that game a lot. I played through, uh, Final Fight 3 once one time but those games look really pretty like i've i've really been enjoying the pixel perfect version stuff from uh 3ds so i got i got those three games and I, I spent more time with it did you know that you can switch controllers like on your 3ds from first to second player did you know that there's like a code you can put in and you'll switch so you oh, could so you could play like a you could play like a turn-based multiplayer thing like with one controller, like I didn't know that. I figured it out because I was looking through. Um, I, lo- I looked through like the manual for Final Fight Three because they because they have special moves for the characters, and I was trying to figure out like you know what their special moves were, and they and they show them in there like in the digital manual like that's in the in the 3ds, and it's like yeah, if you hold Z ZR and ZL whatever the in inside uh buttons are and hit like Y. You'll switch controllers. You'll switch from like first player to second player. So if you want to on Final Fight, you can like switch to the second player and like bring in a second guy, and you can just switch back and forth and play as both of them kind of at the same time. So oh, I did, but so like, I did that for a little bit. Is It'll it just, like where as long as one guy is still alive, the other guy can respawn? Yeah, I was doing I was doing that while I was playing it. But it's basically like yeah, you can switch. You can switch from controller one to controller two on the Super Nintendo, and it comes up on the screen. It'll say like one, two, and then you go to the other one. So I would like. I would basically like play until I got to my last life on one guy, and then I'd switch to the second controller, and then I'd start up as a second player and play until I ran out of all their lives, and then I'd switch back to the first player and, and come in and play as them. So it's pretty much you can play through the whole game that way. Yeah, and then you don't have to, and then you don't have to deal with like when you get to a continue. You don't have to deal like the when when you get to a continue, and then you have to start back at the beginning of the level. It makes it easier for fighting for beating bosses and stuff like that. But that was just a cool trick that I found out on there. Found out on there that well, I didn't plus know you about. have uh, save state. You have save state too, but this is easier. You don't have to re- deal with 
restarting it or whatever. You just switch to a different guy and then you keep going through the level and it doesn't restart. So I was doing that. So that's been fun. Breath of Fire is a cool game. You should check it out if you're, if you want to play some more RPGs. There's some more great RPGs on there. I got I have to admit, I have like a, I've been kind of in, I guess, a video game blues because I finished Color Splash and, you know, it was okay, but no matter how much I'd liked it, it's done and it's kind of the last view. Yeah. There's always, there's always digital stuff. You can play some digital stuff. Right, and I've got, I've been, I haven't purchased anything this week because I'm kind of the complete opposite of you. I, I had to pay a bunch of bills this week. So oh, sure. My bank account's fucked. So, uh, well, it's not, I mean, I don't, I can't, I don't have a lot of excess money. So I'm sitting on a bunch of games I haven't even, like, opened yet. So I'm thinking about playing Sticker Star, but I don't really want to play Sticker Star. But I've also got Pikmin 3 I need to start. Oh, yeah, you should play that. I was going to say, you could just try Sticker Star, but you should play Pikmin 3 before you play anything else, because that's a good game. I also have the whole Metroid Prime trilogy, and I've never played through 2. Oh, yeah. Well, I, 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 wanted, to, I wanted to try to play through 2 again, just as I played through it once. And I didn't really... I could finish, uh, Mario RPG, and I've been playing a lot of that lately. Yeah, that game's not that long. I, I'm surprised you haven't got through it yet. It seems like a well, by a lot of it, I mean like maybe an hour or two. Oh, sure. There's always a, there's Tokyo Mirage Sessions too. That was a game that came out this year, which is great. You should check out if you want to play a good was, if you want to play a good looking, RPG. Yeah. You know, I might get that game if you want to play one that actually involves like leveling and weapons and monsters and stuff that where you don't need a special card to beat guys. It actually involves like skill and all that. I started yeah. another through of uh, Zelda 2 because I've never actually beat that. Yeah, that game's so hard though. I I've, I got I think I beat like maybe the first dungeon one time, but I've well, never I've never made it through that game. I'm definitely using save states. So. You ha- you have to. I don't know how you could without it. So I'm playing that. That's one of those games that's on my list. I guess I won't have technically beaten it, but maybe if I go through it a couple times, that way I can beat it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you can beat it, then it's impressive. It's it's a hard game. I'd be one to yeah. You I think you got to put some time into it to get that going. But uh, uh, going going along with our Halloween theme, sort of for this week. I bought a couple Halloween-themed games. I bought Nightmare Creatures for 64 for a couple dollars off of eBay. Oh, is that uh, Christopher Walken? Is he? Christopher Walken. Who do the voices in Nightmare Creatures? Oh, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's any I'm thinking, I'm thinking of a different game. I'm thinking of the one with uh, the scorpion and the spider. Oh, you mean Deadly Creatures. That's okay, that that's what I thought you meant. I have okay. that game. And that was, um, that was like Billy Bob Thornton and uh, I think it was Dennis Hopper. That was on that game. Yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that game was cool. I played that game. It was That's what I thought you meant. No, Nightmare oh. Creatures is this game that came out for Nintendo 64. It was on PlayStation 1 also. It's like kind of like an action. It's like a, it's like an action third-person fighting game type thing. It's hard to explain. You like walk around in like this gothic like 1800 town and you destroy zombies and giant monsters and stuff like that and there's different combos and it's kind of like a 3d final fight i guess <laughs> with monsters it was a game i played once i thought it was kind of fun so i bought it for a couple dollars just to try it out because of halloween week and i bought uh i bought touch the dead ds also which was like a weird sleeper game that i always wanted to play and i actually ended up getting a sealed copy of it for like 20 bucks oh so it's like so. a house of the dead but it's with the touch screen yep <laughs> it's a it's house of the dead with the touch screen that sounds so, awesome, man. So you basically touch zombies and shoot them, and it's hard. I, I can't even beat the first level. I got stuck oh, on, one of, on one of the bosses. Yeah, it was difficult. I was having a hard time with it. So are well, you actually touching where it fires, or are you uh, aiming the gun with the touch? Oh, no, you're touching where it fires. It's 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 all like, you don't move, really. I mean, you just you can like shoot different arrows to go like one way or another so there's some different ways but it's all like on a you know it's it's right it's, all, it's, a, it's an on-rail yeah. shooter i've played yeah. 
it's typing. On, it's on Rails. So I imagine it's pretty much the same game, but with touch functionality. You play Typing of the Dead? Yeah. Well, Typing, typing of, the, the, dead typing of awesome. the Dead, you just type buttons and it shoots them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. never actually played it, but I, but I saw people play it at the, the, uh, at the Retro Expo in uh, Wisconsin. I saw them there. But, yeah. The you know, power-ups, it'll be like girls' names, and then it'll be all like girls' names or Oh yeah, three letter words, and it'll be all three letter words. Yeah. Well, this one you can you can pick up different weapons in this one, but yeah, you basically touch the zombie, and that shoots wherever you touch the zombie. Is the way it works. You have to like drag your there's like ammo that you have to drag to the gun to like reload. So you so you do that, and you can and there's different weapons. Like you get you get melee stuff later that you swipe the screen to use, which I haven't gotten yet. I only made it to like the shotgun, but yeah, it's cool. It's like it looks like a first like the guns in front of you, so it looks like a first person shooter, but you're not actually moving. It's on rails, but you can you know there's different paths, and there's like boxes you can shoot for power ups and all that. But yeah, it's just one of those games that I always wanted to get, and I was like, I should see how much it is, and I just went ahead, and finally bought it. It wasn't too expensive. I mean, twenty bucks unopened, I thought was pretty cool, but I opened it and I played it played it for a while but yeah that one was cool and i bought a, i bought a four pack of games also it was like 30 bucks i wanted to play a. did you ever heard of the game win back it was like what it was like a uh-uh. hidden gem for 64 it's like a cover based uh combat game it was like one of the first like that involves like you know hiding behind walls and all that it was kind of ahead of its time i mean it came out towards the end of the system it was on playstation one also anyway i wanted to get that game and uh if i got and there was like a, there was like basically like a bundle you could get that came with like Mission Impossible and like Command and Conquer and like Rainbow Six. So I went for that one just because, I don't know, I thought Mission Impossible was a cool game when I was a kid. So it's like a spy espionage, whatever package. So I got four of those games also and I played around with those. Pretty much the only ones that are any good is like Winback and Mission Impossible. I mean, Rainbow Six so is, that like, is okay. That was like a digital download of, uh, for what system? No, no, these are all these are all cartridges that I bought for sixty four. Oh, it was uh, somebody was selling it as a four pack on eBay for like thirty bucks, no shipping for four games. So I went. Oh, so I, so I just got and Command and Conquer is actually pretty good. I just don't like those type of games. I just don't, I just don't like real time strategy games. But if you did like that, that's actually pretty. The game is pretty good. It, which is weird because I've never seen you know I, n- I never played a real time strategy game on sixty four. But that one works pretty well actually. You know, you can, like, do the whole, like, mouse where you grab the guys and you point them and they go wherever you point. It reminds me of, like, Warcraft 2. I used to play that game. It's kind of like that, you know. But if I like those type of games, it's a pretty good game. It has, like, full, like, voice acting on it, and it's, like, a completely new game. Like, they built it from the ground up and all that. So if you like those type of games, it's it's good, I think. It's just weird. Yeah, it's just games I never played that I wanted to try out. And I also I also got a CRT TV today i got i got a crt from my mom she wow uh, you've been treating yourself man yeah well no actually the crt was free my mom gave it to me she was getting rid of it <laughs> so oh so that so, so that, she got so rid that of it free. giving it to you yeah no How big it's, is it? it's uh maybe like a 20 inch it's like one of those flat screen ones so it's like a newer one so it looks really good i think it's Dang. like it's like the ones that are like flat on the front and but still has the tube it was like when they had it in their exercise room and i was like you know let me know whenever you want to get rid of that and i'll just take it and she she found like a 20 inch HD TV for really cheap, so she would get rid of it. So I bought like a TV stand that has like four different little spots so I could put consoles in it. So I've just been, so I was, I, I built it earlier and I've, and I was playing, uh, I was playing some games on it. Like I played, I played, uh, Nightmare Creatures and I was playing, I was playing Quake 2 for 64 well before you got here or before, before you got here, before, before <laughs> you got on and we started recording, you know. <laughs> you have been treating yourself, man. So you so, bought like a little, 
is it an actual console for the TV, or do you put the TV on top of it? Oh, I just bought I just bought like a storage, like a cheap storage thing from Target for like forty bucks, just because I wanted like a stand just to put some consoles in. And it's just, oh, just like, like little, one of those cube things. Yeah, it's just like a little storage cube thing. It's wooden, has like four areas that I could put a console in. They're all about the size of like a you know of of, of like a Super Nintendo or sixty four. And uh, yeah, and I and I hooked it up and I was just playing around with it earlier, but. Yeah, it's like it's it's cool. It's not that it's not that big, so it's totally manageable and I can carry it around. It's not like you know, it's heavy, but it's not like it's not like something I can't I need help to carry around, you know, I can like pick it up and take it to wherever. So Are you gonna just have like an area of your house where you've got like your Yeah, I set up I, I set up a little like retro area over there. Like just just like to the right of my T V. There's another T V there that has the sixty four hooked up to it right now. I haven't hooked up the Super Nintendo yet, but, but Does it yeah. look a lot better? Oh yeah, it looks great. Like I was uh, I was playing like I said, I was playing Quake two on it and it looks awesome. Everything looks so much brighter because everything looks muddled through a HD TV for whatever, probably because of the A V cables. You know, it's like if you try to watch like VHS tapes like through your HD TV, it looks awful. Everything looks like muddled and smeary and gross and all that and yeah, it looks cool. It looks really good. It makes everything look a lot better. It looks a lot like it looks like a lot more colorful and bright, vibrant and smoother and yeah, it's cool. Well, and they and they were optimized for those TVs. So. Yeah, this has an S video in also, which is pretty rad. So this was like the last. It's like it's probably, probably like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah, it was like some of the last. It was like kind of the last line of the CRTs. It was like kind of the one. It was the one that I had my eye on. It's like I want that one. You know, one of those like flat screen ones that's still mm. like a. Because I remember playing, like I used to hook my GameCube up to it and play Time Splitters on it, and I thought it looked really cool. Because it used to be they were, our, used to be in our spare bedroom upstairs yeah. before they put it downstairs. So I remember playing on it, and I was like, "Yeah, that thing had a good picture." Well, I mean, for the time, it had a great picture, but it looks good. It's it's cool. So I got one now, finally. That's awesome, man. I don't I have a, one. yeah, I don't have a game. I don't have an actual game room. I was gonna put one in a game room whenever I got one, but that's my living room is pretty much a game room. So I have it I have it hooked up. I just hooked it up tonight, and I was just playing around with some uh, 64 games on it. So it looks it looks nicer than uh, playing it off the because I've been playing them off the HD TV, and it looks a lot better on that. So yeah, that's cool. I got I got a bunch of shit. Yeah, man, sounds great. I gotta get me one of them CRTs. Just do you have any friends who have one? That, that's the best way to do it. Just find well, somebody who has it's a TV that's gonna not upgrade, even, and then you yeah, just take it. Not even five years ago, I was like throwing away like, two of them I had. Yeah, and like no one wanted to take them, so I had to like transport them somewhere, like donate them. Yeah, because nobody wanted them. Like people didn't want to take them. For each yeah, I've I mean I've been offered three since I started trying to find one. Two from two from Jess's grandmother, and the one that I wanted was for my mom. Actually, just uh, just grandma had a flat screen one too, but it was too big to fit in my car, so I couldn't put it in the car. So that's what happened to that one. I had to leave it there. See, that's the thing. It's like this one was just was like it like just fit. Like if it was any bigger, it wouldn't fit in the car. You know, like my back seat. So it's kind of like that's what sucks about those TVs. You have to be able to transport it. You know, right? Well, I think twenty inches is good. And my roommate has like a giant a one. Start. Like he got like a he got like a forty inch one or something, and it's oh. fucking huge and heavy as shit. And I have nowhere to put it. You know, it's like it's like too big. You know, this one is like is like a good size. I can like just set it up in the corner and like just have a chair by it, and I'll just sit there and play off of it. And well, all the cables you know. are shorter for those little consoles anyway, so yeah. So it so it it's, makes it more convenient to sit close to the screen. Yeah. So you want to yeah. just like yeah, you just have a little spot and you sit there, and it's like the retro area, and you sit there and play the game. So it's cool. I have to whenever you whenever you come up, I'll show it to you, or I'll send you a picture of it. <laughs> the, of the stand and all that but yeah that's what i got for the week and i've been playing all that stuff i played all those capcom games still playing dragon quest 7 
I took a break to play Breath of Fire for a while, and then I went back to Dragon Quest Seven. So that's what I played. I've been playing lately. I played a little bit of Paper Mario. I played like a the Ghost House, the first Ghost House. That's where I'm at. Is that the like hotel? Yeah, I pretty that much. Got, kind of fun. I pretty got pretty much got to the room where I had to like pull the clouds out or whatever, and I couldn't figure out what to put in there, and I didn't have the patience to try to figure it out. So that's about as far as I got, <laughs> and then I, and then I quit after that. But. Yeah, it's it. I don't know. It seems like it could be a fun level. I'll probably go back to it. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think that's one of my favorite levels in the whole game. Yeah. Well, now that we've had a super long intro, do you want to take a quick break here and then get into some scary games? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, since it's the Halloween week, I always try to play, like, some sort of uh, scary games around this time, because this is, like, my favorite time of the year. I watch horror movies, and uh, I like to play games that are kind of fitting for the time. And I thought we could talk, just talk about some of our favorite uh, scary games, or Halloween-themed games. Just uh, I, like, threw together a quick, like, top five games, but we could talk about ones that are more important. Yeah, I, I personally, my list is games that scared me, so they're not all completely Halloween-y kind of games. But I think oh, they're, sure. They're spooky games in yeah, their own way. Yeah, the, no, they're all stuff that I thought was spooky also. What is your, I mean, let's just go back and forth. Like, what's your, what's your number five on your list? Well, number five, probably going to say Luigi's Mansion on GameCube. Oh, oh, yeah, Luigi's Mansion is a perfect uh, Halloween, Halloween game. I, I know, I remember last year, when we did a podcast about this, it was like probably only like our third episode, maybe third or fourth episode or something. I talked about how I had just finished Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, which is a really cool game, which you have that too, right? But you didn't play through it all the way? I do, but I have not finished. It's yeah. going on my list. Yeah, I thought that game was really cool. I thought about making, I'll, honestly, with the with the Switch being on the on the horizon and all that, I thought about doing a, making a list to be like, finish your Wii U games before the next system sort of thing. I thought about that. Like trying to be like you got to get through these games before well, you I can, think that's before what, you can buy a switch. Yeah, it's, it, there's a discernible yeah, there's an actual deadline now. March. Yeah. So I thought whatever. about trying to do that with myself to be like, oh well, you got to get through these games. But then I got to beat like then I got to beat like that boss on Tropical Freeze that that I can't beat, and it's such a long boss. It's like a, I play it for like an hour and then I still die. Maybe not. I still haven't even an hour, played but, that game. Yeah, there's like stuff like that that I did, didn't finish. And I really and I really want to finish uh, Xenoblade, but that game's a whole other thing, also. Oh shit, Xenoblade! Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, there's like Xenoblade and like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and I guess uh, and like Paper Mario, and I mean this. What I mean, I, I, I guess I have to like limit to a point. It's like I don't want to. It's like, do I have to finish like Mass Effect Three? Because I do have that game on Wii U, but I only played it for not very long, and I got it for really cheap for like ten dollars. But yeah, that's a game you should finish. Side side note, quick side note. On that. Well, but. let me tell you something. I'm scared of how long it's going to take to beat all the games I need to beat. It scares me. Yeah. Luigi's Mansion, though, the original one, the GameCube one, which I actually repurchased at that retro thing that I went to in Wisconsin. For, I, I can say I have actually played all the way through this game. So, 
Yeah, we used to we used to refer to it as Luigi's Crawl Space because it was not it was not a very long game, but it has not some, really it has some very cool moments to it, and and it has dead baby in there, so that's that's pretty fucked up. As a ba- as, has a baby ghost in the in the nursery. I think it's like the first ghost you fight is the baby ghost. Yeah, you start you start low, get high. Yeah, but that means that that, that means that kid died. That means there's dead babies in that game, or one dead baby. But still, that's I mean, kind of, that's kind of messed babies. up. Yeah, it's got to be dead babies in the ghost world. Yeah. In, in Mario, <laughs> in the Mario world. Luigi's Mansion was cool. It was kind of like a mixture of Resident Evil, like with a Nintendo twist on it, you know? It had... And it even had those, like, door animations <laughs> of him, like, opening the doorknob slowly and all that. It did. And uh, you had to beat the room to get the light to turn on. Like, oh, you yeah. had to get, get rid of the ghosts. So that added to the spookiness of it, because you had to use this the flashlight to look around the room and find things. And then of course you had to use the flashlight to capture the ghost. But yeah. It was genuinely creepy to go into a room and hear like, I remember like one room, you like hear a music box. You just hear like different ambient sounds like that, that imply there's a ghost in the room. Yeah. And there would you be know. stuff. There'd be like storms. There'd be like lightning and you'd like see something when the lightning strikes or there'd be like a mirror where you could only see something on one side of the mirror, but not in the real world. There was like cool little there. There was cool like little hints and stuff that showed that there was something in there, and that, that kind of added to the atmosphere. I thought of that game. I thought it was cool. There were a lot of bathrooms. Yeah, well, it was a house, you know. It's like real life. Yeah, there were bathrooms, and you could vacuum stuff, and you know, you could interact with a lot of things in there too, which was really fun. And I remember there's the part where you like shoot a you shoot that ball at the moon and it actually like hits the moon. Like I remember that was one of those like wow moments. I thought where you can like interact with the moon. And isn't that isn't that the spoilers? Isn't that like at the end like Mario laughs at you pretty much after you find him? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there were like in there and there's like a side quest thing where you can find like all the boos and fight a king boo at the end. You know, which adds a little bit of time to it. But it's still it's still a short game. But it was a really cool like experiment and. I'm glad they finally made a sequel to it because, like, Luigi's Dark Moon had like six mansions in it, so it was like way, so it was way bigger, you know. Which is what they should have done, you know, just one like one mansion, then you go to another, another. Well, they're different locations that you go to, but there's, you know, makes it a lot longer. And I had a lot of fun with that game. I but it wasn't that, uh, supposedly there was an add-on for it that they wanted to release that was like sort of like the what the 3ds is now, like using a screen like that, like an adapter. Oh, so for the play that game, 3D for the Game Boy Advance. No, for the actual GameCube, like it was like a an overlay you'd put on your screen to make that game 3D or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I yeah maybe I read something about that. That sounds familiar. They were gonna have some sort of 3 3D thing with it. But that was one of the first games, as far as like besides the obviously besides a Virtual Boy, that Nintendo designed to be in 3D. You can kind of tell like the perspectives. Oh yeah, for sure. And how yeah, it has like depth and all that. Yeah. Because it goes back. But it's a beautiful game, and, uh, you know, this was a launch game for the GameCube. It was. Yeah, it was weird. It was the first time that a Nintendo system didn't have a Mario launch game. And they launched with something like this, like with this Luigi, you know, Haunted Luigi game. So, it kind of came out of nowhere. Luigi got to shine on his own. <laughs> yeah, first time he got a launch game, right? Maybe he'll get another one. You remember all those rumors about the Nintendo Switch Luigi launch game, uh, Luigi's Mansion? I, I remember seeing a lot of those. They were on a couple lists of, of what oh, games no, were going to come Oh, no, I haven't seen that. There, there was a rumor going around for a bit there that, that Luigi's Mansion was going to be a launch game for the NX. You know, that 
mixed with a bunch of other stupid rumors. But that one came up a couple times. And that, like, fake list that we read that had all the games on there, there was a Luigi game on there, too. Luigi's Mansion game. I think this is getting compared to the GameCube a lot because it's, uh, the GameCube was the last time Nintendo really just tried to make, like, the same, you know, they had a different form factor, but it was the same kind of system as the Xbox. and the, You know what, you know what I mean? Like, the Xbox and the oh, you PlayStation mean like, 2. You mean, like, being on the same level like generationally and all that right and being able to have the same games easily ported to it and everything and yeah that's if you know that's if this one is powerful enough which is still a question on the on the on the switch i think i don't know but yeah i think it'll be it would be back to yeah would it would have been the gamecube was the last one where they actually tried to be a competitive like with with uh, graphics and having third-party support and all that. And I think and I think the GameCube was the system, I mean, aside from, like, NES and Super Nintendo, it was a system that was pretty well supported by third parties. I mean, there were some games that weren't on there, like there was no Guitar Hero, no, like, Metal Gear, and no, like, no, like uh, Grand Theft Auto, but most of everything well, else was, was on there. Well, there was Metal Gear. No, there was. There was one Metal Gear. You're right. We said that before on the other GameCube podcast. But this is not, but this isn't a GameCube episode. It's a Halloween episode. So anything else you'd like to say about... Luigi's Mansion, or do you want to move on to another game? We can move on. Because my number five is also a GameCube game, but it's a later GameCube game. A little game called uh, Killer7. Do you remember that game? That was a weird-ass freaky game. That is a freaky thought, game. That's like yeah. a psychological horror sort of Yeah, a very strange game. Well, it involves seven different characters. Supposed to be seven personalities of one guy, I guess. But one of the characters is a female in a white shirt, like, covered in blood. And her special power is slitting her wrist and spraying blood on the wall to let you know if there's a secret door there or not. Like, it's, like, weird shit like that that's in the game. But, yeah, that game was, like, super bizarre. Like, like just the sound design and, like, the way the... And it was, and it was like super, like cell shaded, and like all these weird, cell shaded, right? Yeah. yeah, weird colors in there, and all that. And it's like on rails too. It was like just strange, strange game. But that game was freaky as shit. Like I played it. And then and all played... the bad guys had like happy faces. Yeah, some something. of them, some of them did. There's a part where like it rains blood in this town, and there's like all this, all these like weird mini stories in it. That yeah, and like the and like the demons like laugh at you. You know, and then they make weird noises. And there's a guy that you meet that's like dressed up in some weird bondage outfit, and he like hangs from the ceiling and he speaks backwards. Like there's like just all this like weird weird shit in it that's very like creepy. You know, there's like a, and like then there's a guy who has like severed heads, and like you find severed heads that have things in them. In the it's weird. It's like it's like a it's basically like Resident Evil on acid, I think, kind of, but with on rails, sort of. Like, because you don't actually move on that; you just go forward and decide which way you're going and just shoot people. You know, it would it would have worked as a really good Wii game if they would have got it to that, because then you could use the motion control to shoot the demons and all that. But yeah, what a weird ass game! Like, that was a game that was so weird, but I just loved it so much. You know, I even played, I even made it to like Killer Eight and played some of that, which is like the, which is like the new game plus second second quest part of the game. You know where everything's harder, but you get to play with the eighth with the eighth character, which was a guy in a wheelchair with a bazooka, which was like the, he's like the main guy. Yeah, that game was like so bizarre, but so so frightening. So that's why it made why it made my list. I don't know if you, I don't know how far you got into it. It had two discs for GameCube. No, I remember that. I think I only watched you play it. I don't think I've ever played that game. Myself. Yeah, that's that game's worth getting if you could find it. Like, I think it's like, I don't know. I think it's totally worth playing through. I'm totally I, blanking on the games made by the same company. The one that was for Wii. Uh, the No More Heroes. Yeah, No More Heroes. I played yeah. through that. Yeah, it was like the beginning of Grasshopper, which. That one was actually produced by Capcom, so that was under the Capcom 5 or whatever 
originally it was originally supposed to be a uh, exclusive, but then it was ported to PlayStation Two later. But yeah, that one that one was part of the Capcom Five with like Resident Evil Five and Beautiful Joe and Piano One or Piano Three, whatever it's called, and uh, Dead Phoenix, which which never came out. The one that was supposedly the Kid Icarus game. Oh right. But yeah, it was, it was part of those. So it was part of their agreement with Capcom to get you know third party exclusives and all that. But you can probably you can probably find it for not for not too much. I think you can buy. You, I mean, you can get a Luigi's Mansion for maybe not a whole lot either. I think I might have got mine for like twenty. Maybe. At, yeah, at, I need uh, to buy that. I don't actually own that game right now. Yeah, because I'm seeing it. Yeah, I'm seeing it for like twentieth, twenty to thirty on eBay right now, just really quick for Luigi's Mansion. I would think that Killer Seven would be would be less though, just because of how weird it is. But yeah, I like the I like the No More Hero games, but they did not. They didn't have like the creepiness that the Killer Seven game did. Oh, it's selling. They just for, had like, the gore. It's selling for like thirty or forty. It had the gore, but it didn't have like the hauntingness of it. You know, it didn't like have this creepiness, scariness. But it looks similar, you know. It had the same like sort of cell shady graphics. It was just goofy. It was more goofy and and bloody and all that. You drove around a sort of Grand Theft Auto kind of style in the first one, which was which they removed. That's the only the one I played. The second one's my favorite one. I like the second one a lot. The second one they took away all the driving around because because the, the whole open world like there was nothing to do there, so it was pretty much not needed. So no, the no. so so the open world was replaced by a map, a map sort of like Super Mario World, you know, like that type of map where you can go from one thing to another. And the second one, and it made it a lot more enjoyable. And there were jobs that you could do in the first one, and in the second one, they were all replaced by eight bit games, where the jobs that you would that you would do to make money. So it had like little hidden NES type games in there, which is really cool. But if you could find that one, I recommend playing that also. The No More Heroes Two was that on Wii or Game? It was it was on Wii. No More Heroes Two was was on Wii. Well, they oh, yes. they both were. Yeah, one and two were both on Wii. But two is good. Two is really good. That was like one of those hidden gem ones that I think is really really good. But yeah, that's uh, Killer Seven. What's uh, what you got for four? All right, so this is actually uh, more of a reaction. Like I I was genuinely scared the first time I played a ghost house in Mario World. Oh, sure. I was at I was at I was you know eight or nine. I can't remember how old I was. Maybe I was like closer to ten. Whatever year that was, ninety two. Yeah, closer to ten. But uh, hanging out with some friends of the family, and they had a Super Nintendo. The kids had a Super Nintendo. So I was hanging out with the kids, and we were playing on a pretty nice CRT, I guess. I mean, that's all there were back. They had, like, stereo speakers and stuff, so, like, the sound was sounding, like, really good. Sure. And the ghost house was kind of, like, got a, like an echoey kind of creepiness to it. The first time I, I saw that giant ghost, oh yeah, it really scared me. Yeah, that I remember, really- like, the first time I played all the way through that game, I just was like, oh, I don't want to play the ghost house. They creep me out. Yeah, those big boos are menacing. I mean, they just, they follow you. They just stare them down. But then when you gotta, but then you gotta move and run and they follow you. But, yeah, but there's also that. the levels with like, they're just everywhere and you have to avoid them. And then that ghost ship is pretty creepy. So just Mario World in general, like all the ghost stuff. Just for the time and like how good the sound was, I think the sound was really important. Like, created that really creepy oh, yeah. you know environment it, yeah it does the whole like dun, dun, dun. i mean it's all all renditions of that main theme just in different ways but that one was like slower and then you had the yeah just as a side note i do remember like being super impressed by when you're in the cave and it like echoes when you jump oh yeah yeah the that, cave that was great. so but yeah so like i i said mario world because yeah it, i was genuinely like kind of like scared to play the ghost levels there like, for sure it's gonna like surprise me what's gonna be weird about this that i'm gonna hate but i ended up getting over that eventually but not before i played all of them each one would 
still scare me. For sure. Yeah. I, I see a reoccurring theme with your list. It's uh it's the same as a have the same developers there. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're not all Mario games, but I didn't put Super Mario sixty four on there. I should have because that if you want to talk about a specific level like that, that ghost house in that scared the crap out of me, especially with the piano with the teeth when it starts oh, moving and trying to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> that part where you walk over there and all of a sudden it's just like dun 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 and it's like so loud and it sounds like keys banging and it has the teeth and it tries to eat you. Like that whole part is freaky. I love that whole level. But uh and the music is great for it just for it too. But it'd be like an honorable mention, I guess. With that game you know move along then yeah good to move along man all right well this one's kind of uh it's kind of a little well i guess it's not really abstract but it was a game that did freak me out when i played it especially because it has like a really killer soundtrack and a lot of weird levels and stuff like that it was uh doom 64 for nintendo 64 which is a game that a lot of got like got a lot of flack that it, when it came out for whatever reason but i think it's a fucking excellent game like it was a it was like completely remade from the ground up uh, they made the, they made the sprites, like, they tried to, they, they apparently they were originally gonna turn them into polygons, but it, it ended up not being able to do it, so, so they ended up just cleaning up the sprites a lot. But that game is incredibly haunting, like the, like the lighting on it is amazing, and just the way the levels are set up, and there's like, the sound design is cool, there's like crying babies in like different parts, and like just all these weird sounds in it. And that game was a game that would freak me out. I used to play that like in the dark in my mom's basement when I was in high school, and it would it was it would scare the crap out of me. It felt like a very like I don't know like a very dark, scary game, you know, for for a Nintendo system. You know, it was very much and it was super bloody and and difficult and and fun. Like I had, I had a great time with it. Did you like purposefully like make your environment creepy when you played it? Well, I mean, I, I I played it in the dark in the basement. You know, that, you guys had that big ass TV down. Well, we had a, well, this, I, you didn't, you didn't get to see my old house that I lived in before that. Like my, my high school house, it was, uh, I mean, we had a, we had a decent sized TV, I guess, but I don't know if I did was playing it on that. It wasn't like the, cause that, that projection one that I had, that was Joe's TV. So I didn't have that when we were there, but still it was like, you know, I played it, I played it in the basement with the lights off and, uh, yeah, it was, well, for something like that, for a game that's that dark, I would always play it with the lights off because then you, you could see the rooms better. I thought, you know, if you played in the dark, then the TV is brighter. Mm-hmm. I guess that, that made sense to me. My teen, my teenage brain, that made sense to me because the game was pretty dark, but it did have a, darkness setting you can make it lighter because there are stuff that's like pitch black you know and there's like blinking lights that you have to follow to another it was almost like playing like a like a haunted house you know like that type of thing like before like they did it with like Resident Evil and Dead Space and stuff like that I felt like that one did it really well but yeah that was a game that generally freaked me out and that's a game that I still think is great and people people have come around on it now like if you read reviews of it now people have said like you know have it on like gem lists and stuff like that for 64 but when it came out people were like oh blah it's, it's, it's dumb it doesn't work but but they, they didn't play it for long enough it has some really beautiful level design in there and a lot of cool stuff with the lights you know like they do very cool timed light stuff you know where it'll they did like strobe stuff and like you know just different lightings to where you can see the characters at different times and, that, and then all of a sudden it's dark and then they're in front of you like it was just cool like scare factors and stuff like that and uh i, I can't wait to play more of it on the crt now because it'll look cool so I tried playing it on HD, and it didn't look quite as good. I mean, it still looked pretty good, but it looked better on the TV. You could create one of those, like, uh, tinted-off areas, like the games at uh, Galloping Ghost. Yeah, yeah, the ones where it's like... And then there's a... Yeah, where they, like, blow the blow the wind on you and all that, and it's supposed to be dark. I think that was just a fan they had. Yeah. Well, there, there are ones yeah. that... There are ones that blow wind at you, though. <laughs> Maybe that one didn't, yeah. but I've I played ones. <laughs> <just> I, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just a fan. It's just a fan hanging out. It gets hot. Yeah. So yeah. But there so, are the little uh like canopy things you can put around. Yeah. If you really want to isolate your little area. What is a uh, Super Mario World was the last one that you mentioned. You can find that one pretty much anywhere digitally for not a whole lot. You can find uh I mean you can you can buy the you can buy the cartridge. I actually saw a uh, cartridge in the wild of the Super Mario All Stars plus Super Mario World game at a comic store I was at earlier today in Peoria. Is that a yeah. rare game? Yeah, it's supposed to be a fairly rare game. I think they were selling it for forty, which actually might not be a bad deal. Because I that see one it came for, out like it was like a value pack later on in the yeah, it was a later one. Yeah, the one that has All Stars and Super Mario World. Was that, that when they did the SNES Mini, or was that a different time? I don't know. It was just kind of something I I had a copy of it at one point, but it went the way of wherever it went. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess it was released later because I didn't because I found it used later, like around GameCube times. And got it for really cheap, but uh, I just want to look at the prices on the games that we're mentioning, just just to know. You, if you own any Nintendo system after the yeah Super Nintendo, besides the 64 and the GameCube, I think you can get it on that. You get it digitally, yeah. yeah. And there's actually something that we missed in our news section. We just mentioned it now. Did you see the green Nintendo 3DS that comes with Super Mario World? There's like an Amazon exclusive. Oh yeah, that thing's. New- Looks badass. Yeah, it's like the Yoshi one. It's like all green, and it comes with the with the Super Mario World pre-installed on it. So, but it's the XL, right? Yeah, it's an XL. It's a big one, big old green one. If I ever wanted a third 3DS, that one's the coolest looking one I've seen. Besides, like you know, the Majora's Mask. Yeah. Do you ever? Uh, I was looking. I was looking at Doom 64 online just to see what it's about. It looks like it's sitting at like 20 bucks. Well, some some of them you get it for like twelve, but uh, there's like one says, you know, there's the ones it says Doom sixty four and it's a picture of Banjo Kazooie. I've seen I've seen that where they have different pictures of the games. It's not the right picture, but it says nothing about that not being the game. It just says Doom. Do you think they're just using a stock photo and it's just the wrong one? Maybe I don't know, but it says Doom sixty four and there's a picture of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that was that was that was a cool game. I like that game. It has it had a had a cool intro and. Lots of fun stuff. Had lots of secret levels, like lots of hard shit. So, what's your number four? Or no, we already did number four. What's your number three? Since you started it on your list. Well, it's another. It's another one that just for me had a weird memory attached to it. But it's a uh, Mega Man three. I was playing through that game. I was probably. Well, I don't remember what year it was released. I had to have been like eleven or twelve, maybe younger. I don't. Know. But I started having like this recurring nightmare while I was playing through. I'd be sitting downstairs just hanging out with my family or whoever in my living room at my house. Then I'd hear the Mega Man 3 music would start playing really loud. But it wasn't coming from the TV or the video game, video game console. It was like coming out of the the little house playing the music really really loud so i just had this recurring nightmare and i don't know why that game got into my head that way but maybe i was just obsessing over it too much i don't know if i ever beat it mega man 3 is i feel like i beat mega man 3 mega man 3 is probably my favorite mega man i think i know a lot of people talk about 2 but i think 3 is better i played through one all the way so it's 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 longer also because there's there's more there's more Doctor Wily levels in it. You after, get a after you, after you beat the. Can you get like codes where you, you continue? I don't know. I know, I know. I mean, that's the one where you get the charge shot in the slide, which really yeah. helps. I think you can like put in codes. Like, I never. I, yeah, I didn't use any codes. I mean, you can use. Yeah, I mean, there's passwords, but weren't that's there password, weren't there passwords and weren't there passwords in Mega Man Two? I thought, yeah, it's a grid, and you put different. You put different. It's kind of like the way 
Castlevania was. Castlevania Four. We put the different pictures and different pots of the grid, and that's the password yeah. that gets you back to where you were. But I thought Mega Man Two had that also. Well, then I don't remember which one of the two games. But I yeah, guess no, I was just obsessed with it, so it was getting into my dreams. Yeah, Mega Man Three was was ninety, so it could have been that one. Mega Man Three was like Proto Man and and all that stuff. You know, where it had the where you had the little trumpet intro where you showed up. That probably was it. Yeah, Mega Man Three is cool. That, that's like my favorite one. Has a really good soundtrack. Well, they, they all do, but I like Three a lot. It has it has more. It's longer than uh, it's longer and harder than Two, I think. And plus, you get to fight all the guys from Two in it at the, in uh, Doctor Wily's level as well. So you get more bang for your buck. I think so, that's yeah. an, that's not an actually a game. scary game. Yeah, it's not actually a scary game, but it's it works it's like a lot. Yeah, I, I guess if it that, came out then, I was probably about ten when I played it. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, yeah, it, it's fine. I mean, I figured there'd be some stuff in there that's kind of abstract. It doesn't really fit with it, but it, there could be anything that's freaky, you know, if there's a story around it. My number three is a game that I think we both played quite a bit of. It's another, another GameCube game, a uh, little game called uh, Resident Evil 1, the remake of GameCube. Oh, man, that game is scary as fuck. I love that game. I played that game so much that I got to the point where I could beat it in an hour and a half, I think, or maybe it was two and a half hours. But I got it, I got it to, like, the... Cause you could like, you know, if you beat it multiple times, you got different stuff. And I like unlocked, like I kept just beating it over and over again cause I had so much fun with it. And I just would go through and I got all the outfits and you can get like a bazooka. I got the bazooka, but I think I got it down to like, maybe it was like two and a half hours. It was like under three hours, but yeah, I got, I got it where I could go through it pretty quickly. That game yeah, freaked me the fuck out, man. Um, oh yeah. No, I, it, I, I literally lived in a cabin in the woods when I was, bought that game and started yeah it was, oh yeah because uh, it because you were in the because you're at the camp still yeah i i never finished it because it scared me so much I finished it. oh well it was because of heart boy <laughs> he's he's freaky i don't know if i ever got that far i the tyrant it, he's the guy with the giant heart oh okay yeah i did he's at the end uh, the iconic part where where he kills uh he kills wesker but then of course wesker comes back later in other games but yeah i like that i like that game at all a lot because they added like that whole part with like the girl. You remember like the the mutated girl that was like in the house that was outside of the mansion. There was like a whole part where you leave the mansion for a while. They added like eighty percent new stuff on that, and everything looked really cool. It was really freaky, and I I played it like I had just gone. I had just started going to Columbia, and I was living in the dorms. And one of my roommates had like he put this um, he put this like camera like. In, in the he put a camera above our door that was always showing the hallway and it had like a microphone on it and he had like the oh, the sound turned up on his computer so you would hear all these like weird creaks and stuff from the hallway do you remember that uh-huh. and you'd hear like doors opening and closing and people walking around and I would play Resident Evil like while that thing was on and it would like scare it would like make the game extra scary because I would hear all these weird noises from the hallway like while I'm playing the Resident Evil game and I'm like this this and it's like the lights are off like everybody's asleep and I'm like this is fucking freaky yeah so it made, it made it extra scary for me but yeah that was that was just, that was a scary ass game especially later when you have to deal cuz like all the all the zombies that you kill there's a point where they all come back to life again <laughs> but they're like then, a lot harder yeah, they're harder, but they all get back up, and then you have to kill them again. You have to burn them the second time, otherwise they don't die. Like so, and then there was those, um, and then there was like those frog-looking guys that would like run, that could like go from like one room to another. There's just a lot of like shit that that would scare you in there. Wasn't there like sharks at one point? Yeah, yeah, there's sharks. There's uh, yeah, there's parts where there's a part with water where you push some boxes and a shark comes out. There's a part where you drain a thing. Yeah. 
But it's cool. It was a really cool game. That's another game that I'd like to play through again on my GameCube GameCube list of great games. Like that one and Killer Seven are both games that I would like play at any time and still get freaked out by and still have a great time with. What's your uh, number two on your list? Well, going along with your theme a little bit, this game I remember was similar that I played a bit of it and then I got scared. Resident Evil 4. I don't uh, know, it freaked yeah. me out a lot at first. I, I just wasn't into that kind of game. Like I'm, I tend to gravitate towards bright color, you know, cartoony games. Maybe I'm a child at heart or whatever. Just yeah, so the lighter side of things. Yeah, I want to play a game and feel happy and like just having a great. Time. If I'm scared when I play, I don't always want to feel that way. But thing is, like, I finally decided I just had to play through Resident Evil Four. So I actually bought it for PlayStation Two because I didn't have my GameCube had broken. Brother had a PlayStation Two, but I played all the way through it, and uh, you know, I got over my fear. Once you get into it and you realize it's more of an action game than a horror game, it's not as scary. There's still yeah. some pretty scary stuff. In there i don't think there's a lot of jump scares like the jump scares are kind of a big part of the resident evil one remake of yours like where like sure somebody crashed through windows and things like that there wasn't a lot of that the controls were a lot more accessible i guess another reason that helped well they kind of just i feel like they just basically just put the camera behind you instead of having it in a set area because that was like how all the other resident evil person view or something like that yeah well the the well the resident evil games they always had like this it always had a set camera you know that didn't move and you just walked around in the level and that was always kind of confusing i guess and what they did for this is they put the camera behind you for the first time and made it all 3d and that was a big deal so it made it a little bit you know it was more of a third person action game than uh than a you know than a survival horror puzzle whatever it was before but, but yeah the chainsaw, part, the, the chainsaw guys freaked me out the chainsaw guy was frightening yeah. no you're right those those guys were because they could kill you in one hit those yeah. those guys those guys were definitely frightening and the and like just how relentless the the plant people or whatever you want to call them they say they were adamant about not calling them zombies in that game but yeah they just like how how they just kept well, coming were, at you plants, and there were so were, many uh, of you they were like in, infected by some kind of insect no they were they were plants they were plant people because there was the because it was a plant that like had turned all of them. I thought it was like a type that you fight a giant plant in the end too. Spoilers. But <laughs> it was a they were plant people. It was like some sort of weird flower or something. At the end of Resident Evil Four. Yeah. No, you fight like a giant mutated like plant priest guy. <laughs> well, yeah, you fight him, but like after him, there's like a there's like a giant plant thing. Must be they're oh, they're, really? plant, they're, 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 they're they're plant people. Yeah, is basically what it was. It was some sort of weird weird like flower or weed or whatever that they had that made them like that. Oh, I thought it was some kind of bug that lived down. In... I think that was that was zero. That was the bugs. Where they had the, where they had they had the bugs you had to squash. There were bugs you. Had to squash. But it took place in some like a uh, remote part of Europe. Figured out they were speaking spanish oh yeah they, they say shit like uh, they say like shit they say shit yeah. whatever the same mirror yeah they're saying something they're like yeah but yeah that was a cool game i mean that was like that was the kind of the beginning of the end for for resident evil that was like the last good one and then all the other ones just got way too much actiony didn't they try to take it back in six i never played six. i never played six so i don't know maybe a little bit but after five like five was so bad that i decided I couldn't, I couldn't, and then I wanted to play through five for story, but I just, I could not. It's just like, it was, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be, I couldn't make it all the way through that game. I'm like, like this game sucks. Well, so. the game was meant to be a co-op game, so you had to have someone that wanted to play through it. Really. Yeah. It was annoying to put carry control to people, but it was just annoying, like how it just didn't work right. Like it wasn't, they made it too much action, but the control wasn't action enough was my problem. Like it didn't control the way it should have. It's still, they should have like adapted a little bit. 
should have changed it a little bit from four instead of just keeping it the same and changing everything else around it. It just didn't didn't quite work for me. The games always kind of have a bit of a like the controls got to be a little wonky to make it scarier. I guess I don't know, but at, around that time I had been playing stuff like Uncharted and you know games that had much better controls for an action game, and this one just didn't just didn't hold up at all. Just felt like a really clunky badly designed game but back to four before that on ps2 <laughs> before which it was supposed to be a gamecube exclusive you remember, yeah. but they end up releasing it on the playstation yeah. 2 and that it ended up did, did a really good port what's that it, well it ended up being on like everything eventually yeah it was on pc and then and, it was, and i have the wii i think i have the wii edition also of it which yeah so which, they had like what like a year of exclusive exclusivity of the game or something yeah, it was on there for a while. But when it but yeah, when it came out, I remember when it was on when it was on GameCube, everybody was like, "Oh, there's no way it could ever be on PS2." And and they got it on there. But it did it was it, it was visually impressive. Yeah. yeah. It, it looked really really good though. But uh I played it through on the PlayStation 2 in my basement in my house. I got a little bit of a creepy. I was in like a co- the corner room of the basement. Sure. Cuz my my brother had like was living there at the time for a little while. He had his TV set up in the basement. I just hang out with him down there and play through the game. It was pretty fun because, like, he was down there a lot of the time. You guys both get freaked out together. I I didn't get as freaked out with my brother, there. Yeah. Well, but I played yeah. all the way through the game. Man, the scariest part of this game for me was the uh, also like the sewer, the sewer part. Oh sure, you got this thing running after you in the sewer. And he's gonna like jump down and attack you at any moment. Oh sure, yeah, no, no, yeah, that was a good game. It was uh, it was fun. There was a. Uh, yeah, a lot of I, I like the yeah, just the parts where they just wouldn't stop attacking you, and you had to like jump through windows and go from like one roof to another. Like that was it definitely oh, had like, like the knock the ladders down and yeah, uh, put stuff and, in front of the doors. Yeah, it definitely had that whole like you know tenseness to it of the of them chasing you around and having to go to the next part. And it was a lot of fun. Like I, I played I played that one through a couple times too. I think, but they'd even throw a, random like partners in that would be computer controlled help you out oh yeah yeah there, you would meet people like ada wong was in there and there was that guy who looked like johnny depp kind of louise yeah but yeah that game that game was cool oh yeah and there was the girl too you had to go save the girl so you controlled her for a minute the, like daughter of the president whatever yep. the one the one you were going to rescue ashley yeah so and you got to do so you had to do some like sneak around stuff with her she couldn't actually attack anybody so i remember that and there was, a, I think you fought some sort of sea thing at one point too. And that I know this part with the boat. And oh this, yeah, the and, and, the, and the quick time events was kind of what started all that. Kind of started for a lot of things. Yeah, I feel like they were the ones who kind of pioneered a lot of that stuff. Whereas like you're just watching a thing, and it's like all of a sudden you got to hit these buttons, or you're going to get run over by a rock or something. Which you know, whether you some people find those annoying, but I thought it was cool at the time for that. Gears of War, I think that game had to have been influenced by. Oh, for sure. Yeah, this, and I've never played all the way through that game. I haven't played any of the Gears of War games, but I'm sure it was. Did the other quick it's time got events in that like, kind of perspective? And it's yeah, it's got the QTEs as they call them. Yeah, yeah, because now they're an actual thing. Now everybody kind of uses them. And then yeah. what's the other game? Uh, the space game. There's like a space game. Dead Space. Dead Space. Yeah. Dead Space. Yeah, except they did it way better than Resident Evil because they made it to where you could actually control it right. Like they made it to where like you can walk and shoot at the same time and. They made it like oh, a third-person shooter. Better than Resident Evil Four. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I like I like Dead Space One a lot. Like I, I thought that game was really really good. I think it's <laughs> better. I think it's much. I mean, it controls a lot better than Four does for sure. And it's it's because they actually made it like a third-person shoot. Like it's like actually controls like a first-person shooter. You know where you can like strafe and you can shoot and like it's the way that 
Resident Evil should have what they should have gone to for four. I think they they should have went in that direction where they actually made it to where you could run and shoot at the same time, which they never did, as far as I know. Unless you could do that in six, I don't know. But in five and four, you can do it. But yeah, Dead Space is really good. I like that. I like that game a lot. It's it didn't make my list, but is there a Dead Space on the Wii U or was the last one on the Wii? Oh, I played I played Dead Space on PlayStation Three. There but was I know there was like a port. I think maybe for the Wii. no, it was a, it was a there was a light gun game. There's the Dead Space light gun game. Was the actual Dead Space ever ported to the Wii? No. But there was, uh, what was it called? Um, Dead, Dead Space Extraction, something like that. I have that game too. But it's a, yeah, it's a light gun game. It's like a House of the Dead, Dead Space. Which that game was cool. But yeah, that was like the most that they got on the Wii. But it looked really good. And then you went around and shot all those weird alien dudes. Um, Laser gun thing. Yeah. But, uh, my number two is uh what we talked about in the opening of the of the uh of the show of course is uh Eternal Darkness which is like one of one of my favorite one of my all-time favorite horror games. I unfortunately I don't have my copy anymore. I traded it to somebody for a Frankenstein box set. But if they still have it, I would be willing to trade it back to play it again. But yeah, that game was cool. That was a game I played a lot. I played it 3 times. I played through all of the I basically went through cuz there's three different gods and I went through actually I played it four times cuz each each god dies at the end of it and you play a different god and if you played a fourth time all of them are dead and there's a fourth new god that comes into it. So you get like a different ending if you beat if you beat it four times. But yeah, I played the shit out of that game. Had a lot of fun with it. I really liked how you started off as the boss of the game, like you started off as the bad guy. Like the very first level. Yeah, but he's not bad. No, he's not he's bad. Tr- but you get to see like him getting touched by the book and all that. There's like sort of a Necronomicon book in there, and you see, and you get, and and you get to play through different levels in different time periods, and different characters experience stuff that you've experienced before with other characters. It was really cool. Like the way I thought it was very ahead of its time. I guess it also has like a hub world. Like you're the, the yeah. niece of the doctor who's been studying this book for sure, and this was uh, this was pre Resident Evil Four times, so they hadn't really made like a, a survival horror game that looked that good and was like fully like all the environments were 3D and all that. So I thought it was I thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. And the so the, it starts out like you're uh, Alex Roivas, I believe her name is, and she's going yeah. to. Uh, her is it her grandfather's mansion? He's passed away recently. Yeah, it was after after her grandfather's funeral. She goes mysterious to mysterious circumstances, and the police are kind of investigating like the weirdness of his death or whatever. So she goes there to like investigate the house. Wait, is she also like a journalist or like cop or something? I think she might be a cop or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a journalist. But it, whatever she's reason, some, she's, she's like trying to she's trying to figure out stuff about her about her grandfather. And so basically, the uh, the Tome of Eternal Darkness, I believe it's called. Yeah, she finds this book, which you find different pages of, which unlock new stories, which I thought was cool. Like that's kind of how you progress through it. But and but you learn stuff. You learn stuff from the characters that you read their story of or whatever. Yeah, she reads through the thing of Eternal Darkness, and then you f- play different parts of those chapters that she finds out. Which is cool. Yeah, and I think it's really cool. Like you die at the end of most of them, or several of them at least. Yeah, your character like, doesn't really make it out, which was very cool. You spend I've, the whole time trying to like avoid death just to get to the point where you die. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. One of my favorite ones was the Charlemagne guy, the guy who's trying to fight Charlemagne. And like as you go through the level, you get like more and more zombified. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like one of the early levels, and then you go back. 
then when you go back to that level, you have to fight him. You have to fight the guy that you played as that became zombified. I thought that was so cool. Basically, you go back into the room and he shows up and he's like, Charlemagne! And he's all like all zombified and you have to fight him. I was like, that's awesome. He was a mini boss, right? Yeah, he was like a mini boss that you ran into. But I just thought it was so cool that you had to like this character that you built up that like you know fell to the zombie you know he got zombified and then you have to come back and find him later like that's cool but i think this is based on uh like lovecraftian sort of stuff right yeah it's uh it's uh inspired by that like the rats in the walls and all that stuff that was like one of the and his friends yeah the uh, creatures of the other world or whatever yeah it was cool and it was the first time uh the insanity meter was really cool it had three meters there was the health meter the magic meter and the insanity meter which the insanity meter which it got to the point for me when i was playing through the game that i just walked around with my insanity meter like completely gone all the time so I could see all the cool effects that it did, you know, and it, where it would like tilt the camera and like you'd do the healing spells that would kill you and then it'd be like, oh, you know, haha. Or like my favorite one was like we're halfway through the game. It says like to be continued in Eternal Darkness 2. <laughs> or like when they would yeah. like, or they would like pretend to delete your save or there'd be like bugs crawling across the screen. Yeah, the bugs crawling across the screen got me because I also lived in a cabin. Yeah, I this game. yeah, I remember you told me you thought they were real bugs, or they could have been real bugs because there were bugs. Well, the there cabin. were actual like giant like roaches like, that would be in the cabin. They weren't like you know, they were like the wood roaches that live in trees. Yeah, they're still they're the still cabin. frightening though. They're still giant roaches, and uh, yeah, they would. Uh, I would think that's what was on my TV screen for so, sure. Yeah, me a lot. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and I take it this is probably your number one, right, for your top five. Yep. Okay. Uh, but there was some cool stuff. I loved like when it would glitch out. Like that was kind of a cool little thing. Like when it would, like, you would start like sink through the floor when you're yeah. walking. Yeah. That was a real effect. Or you'd yeah. go into a room and like nothing would work right in some fashion and it would just say, this isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it would just start over again. Or you'd go into a room and you'd turn into a, turn into a monster. I thought that was funny. Or like you'd be on the ceiling or it'd be like, oh hey, I'm, I'm one of the monster guys. And then it would just flash and it'd be you again. There's one where like, um, you, I know there's the one where you do the healing spell and you die, but there's another one like where your head falls off. And he picks up the head and starts like reciting Shakespeare, stuff like that. <laughs> like just like all this, all this fun stuff. You know, it gets to the point once you figure it out that that it's all in there. It's just it's fun. I actually watched a a while back. I watched. You could find there's a video on YouTube that's just like all insanity stuff, and you could just watch it for like an hour, and it just shows like all the effects. So I watched that. I don't remember when it was, but I just watched it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I remember all this stuff. But yeah, I got to the point where I would just walk through with no sanity meter, so I could see, so I could see all the cool stuff. Yeah, it was really fun. And speaking earlier about the Metal Gear Solid, they were the ones who did that one. Who did that one Metal Gear Solid game on GameCube? They developed it with uh, with Hideo and uh, Konami and all that. Yeah, so they actually uh, and there were actually pictures of Alex uh, Roivas in there that you could find, like in magazines. There was like magazines of pictures of her, just of her with you know as a little hidden thing. So that was cool. Yeah, I remember there was a particular part in that game, the part where you like go to the bathroom and she's like dead in the tub. You remember that part? That part was yeah. always so, was always so freaky. It was like a jump scare, but it got me like every time. There are jump scares in this game. Yeah, and there's like parts with like the hallway and like the paint paintings move, and it's just it's really cool. It's really, it really really interesting, cool game. Everything's got kind of a, it's very creepy. Like it's, yeah, uh, and it like more and creepy, it makes, like scary. Yeah, it's like a historical fiction type thing. They they mix uh yeah, you know, they mix things in with actual events and there's like some World War One stuff in there and I remember there's like a guy that like sorta of looks like Ben Franklin where you have to like 
you have to pack the the gunshots. Oh him. yeah, you have a yeah. musket. Yeah, the musket where you have to like you have to wait for him to like uh, pack it in and like shoot it and all that. And then later you get to the point of like of like automatic weapons and all that later with you, you know, because you go you go to like go to kind of the same places over and over again, but it's like this time I have this weapon or this time I have another thing. And uh, I liked how they they made the characters like like you could you could like run for however long, but it depended on like how how like fit your character was because like you play as a dancer at one part and she can like run all day and like not yeah, run out of, not and not run out of energy but like the big the the heavy set ben franklin guy he can't run for very long before he before he runs out of energy so i thought that was cool and they all had like different life meters you know like bigger guys would be tougher so they'd have a bigger life meter smaller people would have smaller life meters but they might have larger magic meters like everybody had different different stats you know for each character that you played so that was really cool you know that they changed and it was always wasn't always the same every time and i remember if they I, were like yeah i would just say there i remember there were audio cues like for like certain ones like if you found something it would make the same noise every time so like it'd be like oh, oh you know when you found like a, a like a cup or a key or whatever for a different level like each different part of it had a different would make a different noise for that for whatever part you were in don't at the end of the game don't you like uh switch between the different like you got to play each character again i don't remember like i mean you might i mean it's been a long time since i played it right well you end up fighting uh pious androgynous at the end <laughs> yeah pious androgynous that's not his name but it's a uh, pious augustus uh, i believe yeah something like that but he was cool looking yeah, you finally get to fight him but there's also those big god pod looking things or whatever they, they, they have those creatures that are like this big circle that have like eyes and mouths or whatever you fight those things kind of to a point i just remember there being like a big level that you ran around and hit different things i don't know it's been a long time since i played it but i do know that that game was definitely a freaky game and it came out the same time as the Waybird. so i played so we played that with no with no cables yeah the Waybird was I made an extra cool. yeah but that was like, uh, i think they, i think they came out at the same time so i bought the eternal darkness and a Waybird together but there's the purple rune once you get the purple you're in good shape i remember that what's the purple rune the purple rune's the one that's like better than all the others so you should just use it all the time oh sure you have to oh be a, yeah you have to like use the summon the scorpion to get in i think oh yeah because there's different i forgot that like there's different colors there's like the red blue and the green and they all kind it's of like rock, kind of rock they rock paper scissors, scissors each other yeah so depending on which one you choose at the beginning, it'll kind of kind of makes decides how hard the game is because of what they're going to throw at you next. Kind of like the same way as like Pokemon, even you could say like for those three starters, like if you pick a certain one, it's harder because of whatever comes up. But but the enemies cool. usually have like a kind of a glowy color to them that lets you know what's more powerful. Yeah, and there's like the and there's like the the writing on them also. There's like a insignia that means different things as well i remember that and you could actually cut off you could like target certain parts you could like target arms and legs and heads and all that and you know you could cut their head off and their arms like i remember that that was cool oh yeah too. you could target body parts yeah it could target body parts yeah the controls yeah. are really nice in this game for it being pretty yeah. old yeah and it was like a, it was like a set camera for a lot of it but it's still like fully 3d so it was it was impressive i thought but yeah that was a cool game I uh I'm surprised you didn't include it in your my my number one game was was Majora's Mask Legend of Zelda because I think that's a freaky ass game with the that is the, a freaky game but with the moon and and it it freaked me out like the I think the moon's freaky everything's like just so bizarre in it you know like from like uh, animal abductions to like you know to like just 
just just weird just weird characters like uh, back and forth i liked to uh, i don't know i enjoyed it i always thought it was it was always one of my favorite it's like one i always try to play every halloween and last year well you know they released the ds one that was so good the 3ds version and i wanted that i wish that that one would have come out earlier like see so it should it should always release in October. And I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping that it would release on Virtual Console this week for Halloween, but they never do that. And the, the Wii version is, not, is still not available for Wii U, unfortunately. But yeah, like the themes of that are like very sad. Like the music is very sad. You know, the, the giants are very, are very eerie, I think. And even like the whole story of like just a, you know, of just like an outcast boy finding a, finding an overpowerful mat, mask that draws, drives him insane is very much like a horror movie, I think. You know, like kind of a, Kind of a comic booky origin story and all that, just a tale of sadness. So I think it, I think it fits really well with the Halloween motif. The music in it has like a very eerie sadness to it, and the whole the whole game has a sadness to it because it's mostly it's basically just you. You're you're basically you know helping people be okay with dying. It's like mostly what happens in that game, which is pretty, which is very dark. That's why it makes it such a dark game, you know. Because it's about the death of a town, and I was talking about like how it's about an outcast who finds a mask that's over that overpowers him and basically drives him insane. And spoilers, like the very end of the game when you finally get on the moon, and it's just like an open plane with a tree with like a boy under the tree. I thought that was amazing imagery. Like it was just such a cool, just a cool part. Like just the way it, the way it comes to that, it's just had all this all this like very very cool image and like just all these different weird characters and yeah, it's, it'll always be my number one uh, scary slash Halloween game. Well, and it's I think one important a lot of important things about this game, but, yeah, and it's very happy. Yeah, they took uh, they took something very familiar. You know, they reused a lot of the assets from Ocarina of Time, but they also had they used the expansion pack to make it a lot better. Yeah. Like, but uh so they're taking something familiar and like something you were accustomed to acting a certain way and even like reusing like characters and stuff that you had been used to be and they changed everything up on you never knew what to expect next like how weird it was gonna get yeah for sure well they were like yeah like the like the witches like for instance the twin witches they're a boss and and uh ocarina of time they're characters that you interact with and help in majora's mask they're different they're not bosses you don't fight them they're NPCs now, you know, like same sort of thing. They'll take take characters and flip them around. And Zelda is, is but a memory in, in this one. You don't really, all you do is just remember remember that you met her. You don't really, she doesn't really affect you much in it because you're in this different world. But yeah, they take all the characters and they basically turn them into these different characters that have like, you know, full loops that they go on pretty much. If you watch the show uh, Westworld yet, it kind of, Westworld kind of reminds me of like a very complex version of Majora's Mask. <laughs> you know, where it's just like all these characters that do different things at different times and you can interact with them whenever. But yeah, uh, that's kind of how the game like presents itself like a living world once you realize what you can interact with what yeah. compared to Groundhog Day. Pretty much, except it's like Groundhog Three Days. But what I forgot, it's like the the major thing that it's a Halloween game is that it's based around masks and dressing up as different people, which is like the whole you know, the whole thing. I think of one Halloween. of the creepiest characters in that whole game is is, is the mass salesman. salesman. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. What a what a ter- what is it? A, what a terrible fight has fallen on you or something like that. I forget what that line is that he says to you. But yeah, he's creepy. I actually made a it wasn't last year but the year before I, I carved a pumpkin of his face. Of the oh. of the mass salesman. I did he's the He's up there with the villager. If someone put the his face on the villager, terrible. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, the max mass salesman is great. We just, uh, I, I just played through the first part of that with Jess, and we recorded it. I haven't put it up yet, but hopefully we'll put it up soon. And um, yeah, he has like the he has like the Mario mask on him, and he has like a he has like a Bowser mask that he's carrying on him. Kind of makes you wonder, if, like he's got them dead. Masks. Maybe because like yeah, the the masks that you change in change into they're all supposed to be the souls of dead characters see there's a lot of death in the game there's a lot of like sadness and it's very very much a yes yeah, it's very much a scary game it's but, all like, fatalistic like everything's predetermined to happen a certain way and you're yeah. trying to change that yeah well you're basically you're not changing it, you're just trying to make it easier for the people to accept their fate it's basically what it is like when you go <laughs> around when you go around doing the quest you're just like you meet a guy who's like he has all these baby chickens and he's like, man, I wish I would have been able to see my chickens become adults before, before I die. And you're like, okay. So you like have this chicken mask where you like march around and they become full chickens. And he's like, okay, now I'm okay with dying. And he gives you a heart piece. That's basically the way that game works, you know? <laughs> or it's like this, or there's like this long quest between these two lovers that like can't be around each other because like the one guy, he's a kid now and he wants to get married and you basically help them get married, but they still die after that, you know? And so it's like all like, it's just, so it is it's, just it's just easing people's, it's just helping people deal with their, with their, you know, destiny in that game. Pretty much. It's very dark and very much, uh, very scary, very haunting. Yeah. That game yeah. also did unsettle me in a way that it took me a while to come back to it and play through it. And I think I might've used some, internet help oh yeah I, I used internet help with it too i mean you kind of have I wanted to all the masks just because but i do remember how... coming out and it being a kind of, kind of a swan song sort of for the 64 oh yeah it was i mean what came out when uh i mean it came out when the when the playstation launched in 2000 same day and, with PS2. yeah yeah the, that's the the ps2 and um that was yeah it was pretty much the swan song because the gamecube came out 2001 even though i i feel like i feel like paper mario might have came out after it because i felt like i thought like paper mario was the swan song of 64 like the ultimate one was like the last nintendo game am i right on that i don't know yeah i i felt i thought that paper mario was after it was after uh yeah it it was it it was it was after majora's mask because majora's mask i was still at lincoln and i got paper mario after majora's mask though was first uh advertises zelda gaiden I believe. Zelda Gaiden, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, it was what? Wasn't it one of the first games to use the expansion pack? No. It. No, I, the first, uh, the first game to use the expansion pack was like Turok 2 and, uh, and like, um, Rogue Squadron. Cause, uh, I got it, um, I bought it with, uh, cause I was still in high school when the expansion pack came out. And I got it for Christmas with Turok 2 and, uh, Rogue, and Rogue Squadron. Cause it used both of, both of those used it. It used it to make the game run smoother, but it didn't need it to run the game. That wasn't until later where they started making games that needed to run. But Perfect Dark, uh, Perfect Dark came out before that also. So it was, it was a later one. It was a later one that they used it. But I do remember, uh, Paper Mario was originally called Mario RPG 2. Yeah, I think in Japan it was still called that. And it was shown early, very early on. In- yeah, Paper Mario was 2001, so it was it was after it was after Majora's Mask. So it was the official it was the official swan song. Official. Yeah. Yes, like Majora's Mask was the like Raven song. You want to be creepy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, the Raven song. <laughs> well, I think we I think we've uh, I think we've talked enough about the scary games. I think we're I think we got some. I think we've got some good content here. Is there anything else you want to say about uh, Halloween or this episode or these games? Well, I think 
uh, yeah, play them in the dark. Make make your environment scary when yeah. you play these. They'll, they'll be better. Yeah. If you haven't played Majora's Mask, uh, there was an excellent remake for it on 3DS, which uh, makes the game tries to make it a little bit easier to play, I guess, or a little bit more approachable. I thought I enjoyed it. I played it all the way through, got all the extra stuff, and had a, had a blast with it. So you can get that digitally, and you know. Find it physical, maybe. I don't think I've ever seen a physical copy. I bought it digitally, but you can get it for 3DS. And, you know, if you go out if you go out in your uh, costumes, be careful out there. Look out for evil Goombas leak, lurking in the darkness. Look up from your 3DS once in a while to see if it's <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this is, this is our episode 44, our Halloween episode. We've been your hosts, Trey Johnson. And Jack-O-Lantern Jeremy Mikowski. <laughs> and Jack-O-Lantern Mikowski. And, uh, you know, email us and follow us on Twitter and all that stuff. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see you next week. We'll see you on the other side. On the other side.